I'm Nicole Tamron. I'm a watercolor artist and introvert who ironically loves to talk shop. One thing I know is that no matter where we are in our creative journeys, we all have something to teach as well as room to learn because there's no one singular path when it comes to doing art. And hearing the stories of others are truly what allow us to get out there and tell our own. Join me as I reconnect with industry friends for real talk about art, business, and all the life that happens in between. So yesterday I was able to pop into New York City, one of the amazing advantages of being in Massachusetts, to attend Surtex. And I am so, so thrilled to see this show back because the last time this show was off and running was actually in 2019. So this has been a three-year hiatus. And I think there were a lot of questions about what the show would look like and what the I don't know, I guess state of the industry, the climate, you know, what's going on. Obviously, we have all been doing business in a variety of ways since we had this massive disruption. And so this is the year that I've been really wondering about. In fact, it's been my opinion that if I was going to do Sartex again, this would have been the year that you do it because just the built up anticipation and interest, I just knew that would be there. So as far as the show itself, I will say that it's somewhat the same size as it was in 2019. I've been going to Surtex since 2010. So this is many, many years of attending the show, whether as an artist walking, as an exhibitor, as I don't know what I am now, an interloper. But <laughs> the whole idea here is that Surtex has been at the heart of my entire art journey, career advancement. It's just, it's so near and dear to me. I owe it almost everything for moving me from a person that just really wanted to make a living with art to being able to do so. And I don't think there's that many things in life that you can point to and say, this had just so much value to me. I've mentioned it in the past. It is not just add water. It is not just add surtex, but it's such a key moment and show in my life that, of course, it's just always on my radar. And I am so excited for others when they are starting to go down that journey as well. So just to be able to go and be part of that yesterday was, um, it's, it's a real treat, honestly. And I think one of the big questions in my mind was, they change locations and Surtex for me has always been, it's just been the Javits Center and that's everything I've known. It's everything I sort of expect. I enjoy the Javits. I know the Javits. And so this year they were moved to the Metro West Pavilion. And I'm actually not sure why the state of that move happened because there's already talk about it going for next year back to the Javits. So I'm not sure if it was scheduling or it was the size, but one of the things, and I'm a Virgo, I do not like change. I like everything to stay the same. And so, yes, for me, I had no idea how this new venue was going to be. And when I first walked in, my immediate feeling was, I don't like this, but I don't like this because it's not the Javits. The reality is I loved the Metro West Pavilion. And the biggest thing I enjoyed about it is that in 2019, there were roughly the same number of exhibitors. I think it was just around this 90 mark. And at the Javits Center, 
And again, this is pre-pandemic. I don't know if it's just the different, the way the show is being handled, but there was no signage or very minimal signage, um, which was drastically different from what had happened in the past. And the Surtex exhibitors were pushed way in the back behind New York Now. You almost couldn't find them. And the fact that they were done in the typical Surtex fashion, this typical Javits fashion, which is these rows, you almost could just get a one eyeball width of how many booths there were. And then they went back a few, you know, a few, few booths, but it just, it felt very, very small. And one of the kind of feelings from the attendees was that you could walk it in a matter of an hour or two. And so it just, it didn't feel expansive. And so ironically, it didn't feel like there was as much value to coming. Same number of exhibitors this year, but in the smaller space, which I really, really loved, it was something, it didn't have, you know, giant ceilings, but nice high ceilings and, you know, white columns. It had a beautiful refinished wood floor. It just, it felt, I don't know if cooler is the way to say that, but it definitely felt like it had more personality. It felt a little bit more boutique. And the biggest thing that I noticed is it felt like you were really traveling or discovering, or you were able to navigate the booths in a way that it really felt big to me. And I know this is a difference because again, the number of exhibitors I am pretty sure is within a few booths of each other. So even though we didn't have the large, expansive agent booths, they still had larger booths. Some of the agents still opted for, you know, a double booth, but it didn't have that sort of grand scale of the Javits, but I really felt like it worked. I really felt like, of course, the agents that had the larger, the double booths always make a really lovely impression. And so you still know who those kind of like big players are, but I just don't think it was needed like it's been needed in the past in this smaller space. And it's interesting because the traffic flow, as you will have with all trade shows, you're going to have pockets that are really busy and then there's pockets that are a little quieter. But either way, the show is small enough that as somebody that's attending, as a manufacturer walking, you are 1000% able to have eyeballs on every single exhibitor. And I can't say that always happens. I've been in a bunch of different positions at all different points of the show. People will argue that there's great places and there's bad places. And sometimes that is true, but sometimes you really don't know from a floor plan if it's actually gonna be that for your location. I have had different opportunities where I've had an exhibitor not come and they put a white sheet across that booth. And I would always say I'm competing with a white sheet and losing because it was such an odd thing to have this white sheet in the sea of booths. So people would look at the sheet versus your booth right across the way from it. I've had situations where I have been near an entire alley of agents. And so 
super, super busy in this agent alley. And then people didn't feel like they needed to come kind of further than that. I've been a corner booth. I've been in the back. I've been in the side. I've been near a really popular exhibitor. I've been in an area that nobody knows who we are. (laughs) So it's really interesting. But what's really the most important thing to hear is that none of it actually matters to the success of a show. You can have one conversation with one client that can really drastically change the trajectory of your business. And I think that that is one of the most important things that you can take away when you do these types of events. Even if you're in this quiet booth, even if you're in a corner, this is where I felt that Metro West Pavilion aided is that in a place like the Javit, sometimes if you're just quiet and you're in your booth and it's a little less trafficy, there can be a little bit of, I don't know if it's a reservation to come talk to that exhibitor, but in the small space, it just feels quiet. It's quaint. It just, it's a perfect time for a conversation that you may not have had. And one thing that may throw I don't know if it's all exhibitors or there were a few first-time exhibitors is people were not in their booths. So if you were in a slightly quieter area, people are not going to come down there and talk to anybody if you're not there. And you don't want to miss those those bits and pieces of conversation. And it's really fun. I think a lot of people combine things like this with a trip to New York. And so there is this instinct to go out to lunch or to take a break or to take in a museum in the afternoon. But I guess I just always look at it as it's such an investment and the show is relatively short. In fact, yesterday, the show ended up being 10 a.m., which is a little bit on the late side. Ironic. I don't know if maybe that's not. I, I feel like the show started earlier than that in the past, but 10 to 6 and there was actually a cocktail hour starting at 4.30. I also really enjoyed that. I thought that was really nice. They had past hors d'oeuvres and because exhibitors were still in their booths of course you had the opportunity to get up and not do that but they sent hors d'oeuvres out into the aisles and you know stopped in to see people while they were chatting or while they were in their booths and I just thought it was a really nice touch I also loved the idea that it was a little bit I feel like it was a little less formal but in all the good ways one of the things that I have always sort of and again, I'm a, I'm a Surtex girl. I'm not sure, but Blueprint has always had a little bit more of a casualness to it that I think some exhibitors really love and others, I just, I don't, I think I prefer the formalness of Surtex. I like the formalness of having a booth with walls and there's this sense of approaching someone's booth you really only do that one at a time and so there's a little bit of show etiquette where if somebody is engaged at their booth then you kind of let that conversation happen where at blueprint having tables with no walls it felt just more open and that that kind of small difference always kind of threw me for an energy level where you would be talking with someone and everyone could see your conversation and who you were talking with. Some exhibitors do not bother. This doesn't bother them at all. It was just something that I happened to notice. And so I felt like this new space, ironically, was able to keep that formality, but also have a sense of casualness. And I think that after the pandemic, we've all sort of, I don't know, I feel like 
the the top buttons undone you're wearing sneakers with pants like it's just everything has gotten a little bit more casual because we're back in this completely different world so i really despite my hesitation with a new location i ended up loving the new location so of course now hearing that we're going to go back to the chapins i feel like all that charm i'm just i just thought it was such a win and an unanticipated one for me specifically um but overall i really was so excited to see the show feeling like the show. I felt like the aisles were full. I felt like there was a lot of hope and anticipation and, you know, real just excitement for future endeavors. Um, I am always really happy to see sort of, I don't know, to me, they're just fixtures in the industry. But, you know, Lindy Bowman was there, the fabulous Susan January, um, wearing bright pink for all to see because Susan is just, Susan is someone I see just being at Certex. Um, Certified was there and everyone was very happily engaged in conversation. Um, Fabric companies like Henry Glass, like it just, it really did feel more intimate, but all the same players were there. And on an exhibitor level, what was really lovely is you've got people who have been doing the show for years mixed in. There was a lot of first-time exhibitors, which I think is always a really healthy show. And, you know, some people that, like, again, the world has changed a lot in three years. We have new agencies on the scene. We have new artists that have been working. And to see everybody kind of back and yeah we're all trying to see how to do business and how you move business forward and this is kind of the older way to do business and everyone's been adapting for this new world of doing business and so you know what you try the old things because they're almost new again so overall I really think that Surtex I will say is back I thought it was just such an amazing show it was wonderful to be there most of all, what I really think it cements for me is getting out of your studio and getting out of your office and getting out of where you're doing business and getting in a space with others. That for me is so core and integral to actually being able to do this business. Now, I was not there to show art. I was not there to talk to manufacturers. I was really just genuinely there to be a part of something that I look at as the heart of my business and really my industry. So any opportunity to get to do that is is one I'm just going to leap on. One thing I've always really felt is it's ironically not competition in licensing. And I don't know if that's just me with my Pollyanna glasses on, but I say this a lot to myself is I'm almost competing with myself in the same way I'd be competing with another artist. It is really genuinely the right art, right time. And so because of that, I really feel like it's a landscape that provides far more camaraderie than it does competition. And you see that, I mean, after a decade of going to this show, I've been going since, what, 2010, you see, I guess in all aspects my competition but that's not what it is the these pure people that you fully are wanting to cheer on and celebrate with and you are excited to hear about 
new movement in their business, you're excited to just see them and find out about their family and the ability to actually take relationships that I am so thankful for the ways that we maintain online across the world. But really, it's to be able to look someone in the eye and ask about their family and to hug them and to say, you're shorter than I thought, you're taller than I thought, you're younger than I thought, you're bubblier than I thought. All of these things are just so, so special. And I have people that I've been meeting with for years that you get to see and and continue to see at these events. And then I have some new to me friends that I have met over this really amazing, you know, mobile world that we exist in. And to finally cross path with those people in person is you just realize that everyone's the same. It's wonderful. It's like they're they are who they are online, but it really adds dimensionality when you get to see them in person. And that just strengthens those relationships moving forward. But ultimately, I look at licensing as such a niche industry. It is just so niche. And the challenges that are associated with it are ones that not a lot of people understand. And so why do I go to these shows when given the opportunity? It's because it lets you tap into essentially the life force of what allows you to survive these very interesting sets of particulars that we are all side by side facing, whether that's you're a champ manufacturer, whether that's a single solo artist, whether that's an agency artist, whether that's an agency owner. It's amazing how much people just enjoy not only the industry, but each other. And so that at the heart is why Surtex for me is always going to be the birth of that. And to make sure that that is still alive and well gives me so much hope because that is what I point to, right? So if somebody that's new to the industry, it's immediately the first thing I think about is launching at Surtex and all of that and what that meant to me and what that meant to my business. So it was very, very interesting this year. They did do an artist tour. So if you were an artist that was looking to possibly do Surtex in the future, I thought this was a really smart solution. It was taking a group of artists. It was giving them some background about the show. I believe that there were particular exhibitors that they were pointing out and had some sort of background on. And so... I don't know. I don't think it was a bad solution. I mean, I definitely understand it's a smaller pavilion and it's just to give an opportunity to kind of look around and control that aspect of it. I think it's a little interesting just because the pavilion was small to then have like a large tour kind of moving through it. It, it felt actually a little bit more disruptive than um individual artists mulling around. And, you know, I, I think that all of these are are moving pieces and parts. And I think there's some things that works. I do think that one of the misses, and this of course just has to do with the size and scale of what it takes to do this, but uh, Surtex used to always have an education side of their program, which is just, I know a lot of that has moved online in different formats, but I think there's an opportunity there to bring in some education that's in a paid format 
where you could, if you were going to take the trip and walk that show floor for a little bit, you would have something else that would be a destination for you. I think that there's space. I know at the Javits, obviously there will be space, but to re-implement that panel discussion, the education side, there's a lot of people in this industry that are making that part of their platform. And so I don't think it would be that hard to pull that in as well um, and really cement yourself in the licensing industry in the way that I have always known them to be. That is something that might might pop up and who knows. Um, but overall, uh, really, the Surtex energy felt like it was there. And I think that's a little bit of how I'm feeling just with trade shows returning is that the energy never left. It just didn't have a home right off the bat. So Really, that idea that you can sit across a table from somebody and show them artwork has such a different effect with how you'll do business with them in the future. One thing that I thought was a very smart, from an artist perspective specifically, is there were a lot of collectives. And what's great about a collective in this climate is one of the issues with doing a trade show for anyone at any level is the cost associated with it. Enormous costs. I mean, these are several thousand a day for being there and not to mention your travel and your printed materials and all of that peripheral stuff that goes into doing a trade show. And so I loved this idea of the collectives because to be able to split that cost really makes a lot of sense and it provides a lot of value to someone that's going to take the time to look at art. Sometimes it's just kind of deciding where you're going to plop yourself for a bit to go through these different portfolios. And so they're doing that at agent booths all the time. And so I think it's a really nice hybrid option for those that are solo artists to absorb some of the cost. Also, I mean, I'm sorry, but the emotional support of doing a show and the logistical support, I've done the shows many, many times on my own. It's a thing. It's a real thing. And so to be able to actually meet with other artists that you you really enjoy and feel supported by them, it's kind of like that artist support, but on steroids, because now you're financially invested together. And I know there's a few people that I have found of really successful collectives. And I always say I don't share well, but honestly, after watching some of the collectives that I've seen, again, I was new to an industry. And so I think I'm also just nervous to share well <laughs> because I just don't know how that's going to go. But longtime exhibitors um, and also people in the industry, you know, Melissa Hyatt, I have interviewed on here and Melissa has an amazing story that you should definitely check out. I believe she's episode two. Um, Melissa has an amazing journey and Melissa has an amazing collective. And I think it's always about finding great artists that you really mesh well with. And ironically, I believe that collective formed at another trade event. So you find your people as you go and you really kind of just can work through what works for you. And I thought the collectives were really successful. And I'm not sure I would have said that five years ago, to be quite frank. The collectives were really exciting. I think that right off the bat, that that just felt like a nice place to be. There was a lot of activity. I think the idea that you have, I think, aligned artwork, but different lanes in the same way you might have at an agency, especially if you have a good eye with that and you know who's similar to you, that can really make a difference because there's some what catches someone's eye, you may have something that would also work for them. It may just not catch their eye in first blush, right? So 
that's a real opportunity to show a variety of work and pull in a customer that may work for multiple of you. So I thought that was a really exciting thing to see. I don't know why this threw me, but I felt like I was overwhelmed by the amount of people showing on paper. And it was beautiful, but it was actually, it reminded me more of the Atelier approach, which has actually never been the way that I personally showed art. But I thought, interestingly enough, we've been moving into this more digital age, digital environment, and there almost felt like there was a pushback of that to the physical papers that people were showing. And not that there wasn't a mix, there's always a mix, but it's kind of exciting to look at a pile of paper (laughs) across a desk. And it feels, again, with that pavilion being smaller, it felt like almost a little bit more of a cool treasure hunt versus like a sterile trade show environment. I think that's one of the things I just enjoyed so, so much. Um, But yeah, the collectives were wonderful. Pattern Bank was there. Pattern Field, or there too? I don't know. They had lots of artists that I've known that have been working with that in those locations. One thing that I thought did not work, or I should say maybe didn't matter, is Surtex did try to divide up the booths as like, you know, a brand section or a licensing section or the atelier, which traditionally has been artwork that you would sell outright. It was just so small that it wasn't really marked. Things were not color coded. And even in the website, there was a kind of a key, but it wasn't readily available of what that key actually meant. So there were just lots of symbols by people's names, but it didn't really click to things. But physically in the space, I don't think that felt like there were those divisions. Um, Again, maybe that's an untrained eye. I just, if I was walking and I just wouldn't see the clarification and it was so intimate and small, I feel like that clarification could have been made. That's just an area that I saw a large show approach being applied to a small show environment that just kind of like didn't matter. Um, Also in the Javits, you had a distinction of carpets, like legitimately you would get to an orange section, a green section. You would physically know by color what environment you were. So you didn't have to have that conversation of outright sale slash licensing. This was all wood floor. So it just, you didn't have that color delineation. You didn't have that distinction of space. And quite frankly, you didn't have enough exhibitors to merit that. So as an attendee, like I said, I don't, I think it all just kind of went together. I would love to hear other people's opinions about that. But Overall, like I said, it's it was like a really cool treasure hunt. It felt very much like you were traversing space. It felt like you were able to discover. And I think that that's really an important part of finding artwork and selecting artwork. I also really loved there was a new booth update this year that had, I don't know if it was like a 12 to 16 inch wide panel that went across the fronts of the booths versus just a thinner silver bar. Still the idea that you could hang banners, use our favorite command strips, um, you know, with our signage. But I did like, it was almost like a little, um, I don't know, like a market shop. You could have full art going across that. And again, still the booths, table and counter height, all those choices. And so the overall design of the booth looked very similar. Um, Two years passed, but I do feel like the space made such a difference in terms of how it all laid out together. 
Also, I should mention coming in, registration was super easy. It was small. I mean, everything about the show was just smaller this year, but it was intimate and it felt special. So registration was really easy. I loved all the updates that they made with that. Just scanning your QR code, grabbing your badge and going in. They definitely had upped their game on the marketing end of things. They had these cute tote bags that had Surtex imprinted on them only for the top, the first 50 people. And oh my gosh, I wanted one so bad, but I think the exhibitors wanted one so bad. So that would have been a nice little giveaway for Surtex if you were an exhibitor. I think they should have thrown that in. And, but to see that they had a really nice photo spot wall, which I thought was a really, it was a cute updated suggestion. And they also did a lot with documenting. So they had people taking video, doing interviews, taking photography. I'm very excited to see how that comes out just because I think that photography and video, despite myself not taking any, I think from a show marketing perspective will be really key to building excitement for next year. I do think that they must be anticipating a larger interest because again, when shows go on hiatus for a little bit and they're back, it's really hard to know. I think a lot of people are still waiting and watching to see if this is a fit for their business. Um, We had a lot of manufacturers as well as longtime exhibitors say, we're going to kind of hang out and wait and see if we're going to do this in the following year. But again, I really think that this is an encouraging return. I really, really do. And I think that overall, from the people I talked to, the show felt like it was going really well. I'm excited for a few new time exhibitors, which are actually not new time to me, but my friend Michelle Friziano was a very full circle for a moment for me because I still remember my first show and having her and my friend Brian for my amazing card company come to my booth and I got to go with Brian and Tara to visit Michelle at her first time booth. And that's a really cool thing because Michelle has been such a guiding force for me as I have learned the greeting card industry and just her advice and wisdom on that side. And then to be able to kind of give a little bit of that back as she prepared for her first booth, that's what this is about. Like this is all what this is about is sharing what you know, and how that can help your other artists who are essentially doing the same thing as you. Shannon McNabb had made the cross-continental trip from Dublin, which is very cool, and her husband, Jeff. So that was a really nice thing to be able to see them after, again, a few years. I loved meeting Kenzie Raposo, who I had only really interacted with online and had just missed at Atlanta. It's just kind of always those crazy like you think you're going to see people and then you just it's all so busy so actually getting to meet Kenzie in person was really very cool and a brand new to me company which is a mother-daughter duo is Clara Jean Designs and I loved meeting Afton Harding she is a doll and doesn't know me from anybody and it was just you know again that warmth and excitement to meet others in the industry and have a cool conversation outside that's what those shows are. They're just incredible. Also, Renee Grafe, which is a complete throwback to my childhood. She is a legend in my mind, creator of the American Girl dolls in terms of their design, as well as 
all the little house on the prairie to see Renee in this environment was just so cool. And also she is so cool. If you have not seen her art, you need to look her up. She's just a really different exhibitor. And I will say that that is one comment I did hear is that it didn't really feel like anything was new from an art perspective, but I think that is a combination of how much that we share online. So there were definitely people that I was like, oh, I think I've seen that online. Like I, I probably follow that person, but I definitely had seen the art before. I think there is still this watercolor floral that, you know, will always be a staple in licensing, which is really great. But things because of the speed that we share, they have come a little bit homogenized, but there's still this idea of, you know, you still need the art and it still needs to be great and it still needs to be on trend. And yeah, we may have seen more of that, but you still have to be able to navigate all of that industry. So I don't know if that's really a product of the how and how fast we share than it is, you know, this exclusivity. And I think that that might be something that we will just see changing further that may not go back is that how new is anything at the end of the day? I mean, I think with licensing, I'm not sure how new new anything is ever because we're all dealing with the same trends and the trends are only baby stepping to the side versus leaps forward. But overall, it's I just thought the quality of work was really wonderful. The booths looked incredible. I think the people really stepped up their game in terms of their giveaways and the idea that you really only have so much time with a person. And so we don't all love to take home a lot of things, but I just thought that the the little booklets and the design, everything was just really pulled together. And so I didn't feel like anybody had come with a booth, at, which I definitely saw at the Javits, where someone ha had been an afterthought. So again, I can point to the fact that we do share information more freely and there are more photos of this stuff. And so people have an expectation of what they should show up with far beyond they're just showing up at the Javits. I joke a lot that I was just I don't know, unrolling things, but you've seen people that have tacked up the small pieces of artwork on these giant booth walls and it looks really unprofessional. I feel like everybody did come with an A-game and everybody came with a really amazing foot forward and the, the like I said, the designs were, were wonderful. I'm really excited to see where the show is going to grow. I am really feeling like from the feedback, both from the manufacturer side as well as the exhibitors, everyone really felt like it was it was high energy. It was very hopeful. People were really glad that they came. I'd love to hear thoughts after the show really does wrap. But if you feel like it was a, it's a good show on day one, that's a really good thing because you only need, like I said, that one or two conversations to say, yep, this is where I go. The real work now will be after it all the dust settles, right? It's out, how do we take that interest, those sparks, and how do they play out long term? I think most of the time, if you can go into these shows with the idea of have you moved your business forward in the way that maybe it's not a contract, but it's a conversation and it's a direction and it gets you off of whatever point you are sitting at, that to me is a successful show. And the real dollar worth is going to have to happen later. It's something that you don't really know unless you're a person that's selling outright. Those people, I think, can definitely get a gauge of did we make our booth fee back? So if you are a person that has those flat fee arrangements, and this is kind of, I guess, a plug for why those are really great, you can definitely say, like, I've made half my booth cost back. Oh, I made my full booth cost. Oh, I paid for my trip. You can really go in and then everything else is gravy. 
that personally for me on the licensing side um, has never actually been my experience. It's more like that collective understanding that on a year that you did a trade show, did that gear show growth? And more specifically, did you do a trade show and then the years following, are you seeing growth? Because it all is going to be a somewhat non, you know, it's, it's, you want to see the upward direction, although you can't always calculate what comes for what. So all of your conversation you have every time you get to see somebody in person, every time you get to show art, whether it's through an email or a trade show, these are all touch points with relationship building. And so it's the idea to continue that side. I just still am going to be that person that's going to say relationships move forward the best and in the most clearest true form when they're allowed to do that in person. So all of those other things that we do to connect, those always are going to be enhanced by the real in-world connection. So for me, I am just so thrilled to see a show that is so near and dear to my heart come out of this pandemic setting in a way that felt really hopeful and like there's room to grow and that it's something that not just the exhibitors, but the people attending, the people that are peripheral. And I feel like a lot of us that are actually on the outside watching, we're all seeing this actually really move forward in a very positive direction. So if you are a first time exhibitor, I'm so excited for you. Again, not to be dramatic, but I just Surtex changed my life and I'm so excited to see what that will do for you. If you're a person that's been there for years and I was able to cross paths with you, you have no idea how important you have been to my journey and just staying on the path and to have an opportunity to get to go back in this capacity, which is, Nicole, why on earth are you here? Um, if you knew I was there, thank you. And I'm so glad that I'm still allowed to be part of this side of things. I am so excited for you and all the growth that I've been able to watch for you over the years and for getting to be honest to God, just here to cheer you on in that because um, you guys have been there for me and it's just our roles just kind of shift around as we navigate it, but we're still all navigating. So I was so thankful for the opportunity to say hello and, you know, just kind of get there to be there with you, for you, and I'm so excited for all of the growth that's ahead. And if you're somebody that was just sitting back on the sidelines and thinking, I'm not sure when it's going to be time for me to jump in, I think my advice for you is this. It's kind of like buying a house. There's never going to be the most perfect time, and it's a lot of money, and you just never know if that's going to be the right thing. But sometimes you just have to say, this is what we're doing, and just like own it. Fully jump in, stay in those booths, if it's a slow show, stay till the end. If it's a busy show, absorb all of it and see. But I just genuinely still feel there's a little bit of that advice of just jump in. But you have so many resources to double check when, check in with people, get a consultation, talk to an agent. You can do these shows. You can do these shows. Do them when you're ready, but maybe don't feel you're ready. And I think that there's something that is still to me, part of launching into an industry, I, I don't know why, I just still feel like, I still feel that Surtex 
is part of that story. And I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, honestly, as we've been kind of navigating this new landscape. But after yesterday, I think, yes, I really do. I think it's something that is going to continue to be part of licensing. And I'm glad to see it because I wasn't sure how we were heading. And I feel very, very hopeful for the state of the show. Um, even though I think everyone's kind of looking at the state of things and and really wondering. But Surtex to me is back. It's back in a really wonderful way. And I was so excited to get to just soak in some of that energy yesterday because it truly is what helps me to keep going on my own off my little island here. So have a happy Surtex. I'm so glad that you guys are back and in business and all of the core things that I've always loved about this show are there. And there were some even some new things that are new that I'm really excited to see come. I'm so glad you were able to join for today's chat. If you have a friend that you think would also enjoy some industry chatter and conversations about surface design, art licensing, as well as hearing from other creative business owners, please share this with them. At the end of the day, creativity, it takes community. I'm Nicole Tamron, and I look forward to reconnecting with you soon.